Hey, hey, Michigan Maniacs, this is the Michigan Football Rant, and I am your host, Adam Brewer. Before we get into this episode, I just want to go over a little housekeeping, alright guys? Um, Right now, you'll find me on Instagram and uh, Facebook. I'm also going to be way more active now on YouTube. I've been hinting at some things, and I'm finally narrowed it down to what I want to do. So I want to break it down to you right now. Uh, On YouTube... I will be downloading all reaction episodes from here on out. You guys seem to be loving every reaction episode I put out and every quick hitter episode I put out are off the charts, both of them. So I will start with reaction episodes and I will probably start putting quick hitters on there as well. Um, Fantastic. The response you guys have been giving me lately is off the charts. I just want you guys to know I really, really appreciate your support. So with that, go to um, uh, YouTube and like and subscribe. And also go to Spotify and leave a star review. Uh, Hopefully it's a five-star review. Follow there as well. And hit me up on the DM and I will send you new stickers and I have wrist bracelets, the ones that old Lance Armstrong used to have. But they are blue with the Michigan Maniac uh, on it. And let's face it, this is the football rant, but we are all Michigan Maniacs. I will do that for free. You just got to hit me up, let me know where I need to send them, and I will do it for just simply thanking you for supporting me. Also, if you go to... Um, Spotify in the bio you can hit uh, the voicemail voicemail Mondays is going to be a thing please leave your voicemail and I will create a whole episode around whatever voicemails I get if I don't get any voicemails it'll continue just be ask me anything either way I'm hoping that you guys get involved I want to be more uh, retro I want to be more active with you guys okay also you go to the bio in Spotify and you can support this podcast for a mere four ninety nine a month. I think there's three options, ninety nine cents, four ninety nine, and nine ninety nine. Either one, I really don't care either one you want. You go ahead and support this podcast and it will allow me to buy shirts, hats, and all the other stickers and uh bracelets that I can pay for. That's all I want to do is just give back to the Maniac Society that has been so good to me. So I appreciate you guys. Go through all this. If you can, let me know, and I will give back to you as much as I possibly can. Thank you so much for being the greatest audience ever. I mean, you guys have been fantastic. Um, To me, you always be the silent majority. There's a few of you I hear from constantly, but the numbers have just been increasing and it is fantastic it is getting to the point um it's getting to the point where we are almost pre-covid numbers and that's exciting and i have only you to thank so thank you very much guys once again go to youtube go to spotify like and subscribe on both leave a review on both Hit me up on the DMs, and I will send you new stickers and new rubber bracelets. You go and support me on the bio in Spotify. Pick any one of the three that is that is offered, and I will also send you a hat 
once the the new hats come out i want you to pick which one and i will send them out i just want to make you guys happy that's all i want to do so i hope we can just crush it and i hope you love this week's episode hey guys welcome to the uh, reaction episode uh iowa <laughs> this is um this is a great game to be quite honest with you i enjoyed this one thoroughly outside of the i don't know the nap the offense decided to take in uh, from like the fumble in the late third quarter till about two minutes left in the fourth this is, was a great game for the offense doing exactly what it needed to do not creating any turnovers, taking what Iowa gave you, and just uh, playing sound football and scoring when we needed to. Now, listen, can we do better in the in the in the red zone? Obviously, that's something that we definitely need to do. But that's not a bad defense we played. That is a, one of the better defenses we're going to see all season long. Uh, call it because we have maybe a weak schedule or whatever. But we've got two hard defenses after this. Maybe three, because I don't know what Illinois is yet. Um, but uh, Penn State in two weeks, and then Ohio State. Those are the last two remaining hard defenses on this schedule. So uh, to go into Kinnick, like I said, to play a very good defense, a very sound defense, like they have been saying all week, if, you're li- if their linebackers are supposed to be in A or B gap, they're going to be in A or B gap. They're not going to stray from their from their uh, obligation or from their, their duty or their scheme or whatever you want to say it is. They're not going to they're not going to get away from that. They're going to stay true blue to what they're doing. Uh, we made big plays when we had to. I would have loved it if JJ would have hit Roman on that. Uh, it would have been fantastic. Uh, I just and the, what can we say about the defensive line? Oh my God, the defensive line played great all all game long. Uh, the only thing that they really kind of had a problem with was the stretch play. That stretch running game was, I mean, it hit what twice, maybe three times. Uh, I would say four because I think they took one back because of a penalty. But I mean, even with that, Caleb Johnson and that other kid, I don't even know who the hell it was, only had twenty four rushes for thirty five yards. No way, that can't be right. That <laughs> can't be right. I, okay, each one of them had 30 yards each. Oh, minus 31 for Petrus, that's why. Okay, so the Iowa rushing game, even if you take away, don't even add in the minus 31 for Petrus, you're only looking at 70 yards rushing for both running backs. You know, around that. I'm not doing the exact math. But pretty impressive, actually. If both of your running starting running backs only have 34 yards, 35 yards, what are we doing here? You're doing a great job off uh, defensive, right? Defensive line is doing its job. I didn't know how I was going to like the three defensive tackles and then the two edge rushers. I didn't know how that was really going to work. But, man, Mason Graham, uh, Mozzie Smith, and Chris Jenkins, are they look great. They really look great. They're making every run play a nightmare, a nightmare for running backs. Um. I can't wait to see what we do against Penn State because that's going to be a real test against a very, very good quality running back. So we'll see what that, what we can do there. Um, I just think the first, I know I'm going to be all over the place, but the first drive to me, uh, 
really set the tone for how we were going to attack Iowa. Actually, the first quarter was just a by-the-book dismantling of what you need to do to a team, especially when they have a great crowd and a great offensive, like a great home field advantage. It was perfect. Absolutely perfect. Um, JJ played under control, didn't try to make any any really big plays uh, that weren't there, you know, didn't force anything. Uh, he looked great. And uh, for all these people that are just saying he's a game manager, you're nuts. Just just know that. You're nuts, okay? Um, sometimes you're not supposed to uh, just throw the ball downfield and light it up or even try to light it up because you're going to screw things up. When the when you play a good defense, you take what they give you and you beat them that way. All right? If you have a chance to take passes down you, downfield, you go for it. And that's he did everything he was supposed to. This was a fantastic, a fantastic game for J.J. I mean, uh, and that fumble in the third quarter is not his fault. Uh, your offensive line is supposed to block. The guy's not supposed to get a free shot on you. All right? So that's not J.J.'s fault. He was in the act of throwing, but it was still behind the line of scrimmage, whatever. Other than that, where can you say that J.J. did anything wrong? Not every quarterback. I hate to break it to you guys, and because we never really see this at Michigan, so I understand we don't understand the 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 uh, fine details of a down a downfield pass, but they're not always complete. Alabama doesn't always complete them. Ohio State doesn't always complete them. Even when Clemson had sunshine, he didn't always complete downfield passes. It's just the way it is. The further the ball goes down the field, the the higher the percentage that it's might not going to be completed. Okay? It's just the way it goes. So JJ did everything right. What he completed what 70% of his passes today? 70%. I think it's like 70, 75% or something like that. <laughs> Anytime you're over 70%, it's an amazing thing. What? I, I, I don't know. I, I've seen some people legitimately have something bad to say about JJ and what he did today. It's crazy to me. Absolutely crazy to me. We hadn't won there since 2005. Last time we were there with a true game managing quarterback, which was uh, Wilton Spate, we lost when we were the number two team in the nation. We have a, and then are you telling me? I think a lot of people want to say he's no, because I just I don't I don't know I don't get when they say game manager and why does it matter? I hate to bring this up because I always seem to bang bang the drum for this fella, but Tom Brady, the absolute definition of game manager, went to ten has gone to ten Super Bowls and won seven of them. Now, if you're going to tell me, oh, and then also let's not talk about Tom Brady. How about last year, Stetson Bennett? Game manager won a national title. What are we doing? Who gives a shit if he's a game manager? Sometimes you're just supposed to manage the game. What do we just want him out there gunslinging, throwing it into triple coverage? Hey, because he's got the arm to do it? No. We want an intelligent quarterback who goes out there, takes what the defense gives him, and when he gets the chance, he tries to make the big play. I mean, that touchdown to go of 20 to nothing? That was a, a perfect, that was a, amazing. Ran out, got out of trouble, waited till um, Edwards got into the clear and made the toss. It was beautiful. You know who couldn't have done that? Uh, Cade McNamara, the game manager. You, That's the one that, if you're thinking, I think a lot of people may think that game manager means non-mobile. This is what I'm really starting to believe because I, I don't know why anybody would really care about game manager. He threw for 155 yards, true. But, okay, let's look at C.J. Stroud from Ohio State. 
He threw for only 189 or something like that against Rutgers. The running back had five touchdowns and 100 and some yards rushing. See, so you're not always going to light it up in the air. It's just the way it is. You give what the defense, you take what the give what the defense gives you. That's it. And we win the game. That's ultimately what we're trying to do here, isn't it? Uh, hearkening back to old Herm Edwards, we're we're here to win the game. You win the game. That's it. Who gives a shit how you do it? You win the game. Now, getting into that, I'm, I'm, now there's some things I didn't necessarily love about what I saw. Uh, the linebackers still worry me when it comes to guarding or covering uh, tight ends, anything in the middle. Uh, not as They don't seem to be as bad as last season, but um, it definitely is a worry for me when we, if we play like a team that has a true dominant tight end like a uh, like a Brock Bauer. So if we're going to win a national title, that's who we're going to probably be playing, right? And even Georgia had a bad game, by the way, today. Uh, but you have to play guys like Brock Bowers, and that's what worries me. Even with the three safety package, and like I told you, you're going to see Makari Page on Laporta, and that's what we saw. So a little pat on the back there. I think it's pretty obvious that was going to happen. But, hey, when I'm right, I like to be right, and I like to have myself on the back. Whatever. Um I really am tiring. I'll be honest. I, I I have been carrying the water for this kid all season. And after this game, I think I'm going to put the pail down. Because uh, McGregor, Braden McGregor, I don't know what he's doing. I don't know what he's doing. I don't know if he understands what he's doing. I don't know what. Maybe they just tell him, hey, Braden, get in there and just stand there. Just stand there and scare them with your tattoos and your scary face. Do that. Do you know? Just make them think... Give the quarterback the impression that Aiden Hutchinson's still out there, uh, and that's all we need you to do because he really hasn't been doing anything. And every time I try to look for him, he's doing something. He's he's dance. It looks like he's slow dancing with the, the with the tackle. I don't know why he's doing that. Maybe it's the defensive play. Maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. But all I know is. Every time I see him out there, he is at a, at a junior high social, and he's trying to dance with the big girl of his dreams. That's what he's doing, because that looks ridiculous is what he's doing out there. It's, it's annoying. Now, also, Upshaw. I don't think he should start anymore. Now, the kid's good. I mean, he's decent. But I want to see that okie-dokie kid. That kid, uh, I know he's still new with the program. But holy crap, they need a steady rotation of of that kid with Upshaw. Upshaw does some good things. I mean, when he spotted the the uh, the screen, he he stops the run. He does a lot of very quality things. But when when the when the game's in doubt, or when you need to get a sack, or when you need a, an explosive play from the defensive end, the the, the edge rusher, we need Okie Dokie in there. Right, I just he's so much, he he's so explosive. I mean, you really get to see why he was a five star athlete, right? And then Mike Morris, I thought he only had the bull rush, but he's really starting to add to this arsenal of moves. Very impressive. I was impressed with uh, Mike Morris all all game long. Mason Graham, of course, once again putting in another fantastic performance. I would almost say Mason Graham is the best defensive tackle we have, which is crazy because I'm a huge uh, Jenkins fan, a huge Chris Jenkins fan. But, I mean, I see more and more 
that this Mason Graham is the real deal for a freshman. This kid is dominating defense. I mean, offensive linemen. Those guards have a hard time even stopping this kid from doing whatever he wants to do. Love it. Now, sure, does he make some freshman mistakes? Fine. Yes, he does. But overall, the 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 positive plays that he's making compared to the naivety that comes with the freshman, I'll take every every fucking snap of that. Give it to me. I don't care. I love it. Um, everybody's been talking about the play calling. Yeah, for the most part, I agree. Uh, the play calling really took a shit from, like I said, once the once the offense decided to take its little Thanksgiving nap, it was like the offense had feasted on Iowa all day and they were just turkey, right? And they got that tryptamine, a uh, little hangover, that little little night-night pill, and they sat there and they slept for like, I don't know, a quarter. <laughs> That's just what it seemed like to me. It seemed like everything went to shit because they fell asleep. It's like they got bored. They felt like the 20. And, I mean, let's face it. We all knew that if Michigan got to 20 points, there's no way Iowa was ever going to come back and win that game. Just it wasn't. They made it a little bit nerve-wracking, but the defense stepped up when they had to. They When they were in the red zone, and let's face it, Iowa, I mean, I was so bad offensively that how do you throw a, a four a, on fourth and two, how do you throw a, a yard? A yard on fourth and two, you throw it a yard. And then the pass is so bad that the tight end has to jump just to kind of or catch it as he's falling down. Awful. So not a fan of where our play calling went. I don't know if they're just like, all right, boys, pack it up. We're done. And then they're like, oh, shit. I guess we still have to coach for another quarter. Uh, not a fan of that. That was I not a fan. Did not like that. Uh, I think that shows the inexperience of our of our play calling because I would love it if because those are the moments where we need to step on good teams' necks and just end it. I mean, end it. There's a few times Michigan had a chance to literally end the game and like put uh, their foot slowly. I mean, just firmly on the neck of Iowa and be like, no matter what you do, we've got you. DJ Turner, if you get a chance to make that interception, you have to make that interception. National title winning teams make those plays. Just plain and simple. They make those plays. Right? Georgia last year made those plays. Alabama, the numerous times they've won national titles. When they play good mid-level teams like this, which was a very good test for Michigan, when they play those teams like the LSUs, the Auburns, and stuff like that, when those teams provided the moments for them to get knocked out, Alabama took the moment and knocked them out. And that's what we need to start doing to show that we can win that national title. I mean, it's just, it's the little things, right? It's the little things that's going to propel us to that national title game. I mean, we're good right now to win a Big Ten, right? That's that's what we, that's our floor right now. But our ceiling can be the national title. Just not appearing in the game, right? We could actually win it. Our defense is looking better and better. Our defensive line is looking fantastic. Our defensive backfield is top in the nation. It's, it's up there. It's got to be top five defensive backfields in the nation, if you ask me. And then our linebacking core is the one thing that's kind of the the pudge in the middle. You know, it's like it's not that great, but still they're pretty damn good. Um, But, yeah, just stuff like that. Play calling all the way through. Calling the – trying to kill. Try to always try to kill that team. 
always trying to make the big play, always trying to put this game out of reach, not just packing it up and saying, well, yeah, we got the 20 nothing lead. Yeah, we, we're good. We can do whatever we want now. Because, I mean, perfect example, if this play could have been any different, because this play was could have been huge. It could have been huge if they would have just realized what they had. And I think they're just like, you know what, this is what me proves they packed it in. That third, that third and one in the fourth quarter, when everyone in the stadium knew Michigan was going to run it off tackle with Corum. Everyone knew. Iowa was sold out to stop it. They were. They knew it was coming, and we still fucking did it. We still did it. And everyone knew because we successfully had done it twice earlier in the game. Well, you set up that play perfectly to make a, a fake. How about just a fake? A simple fake handoff. J.J. rolls out. And if the pass to a tight end or a wide receiver isn't open, you can just have one. Just do what just do what Iowa did all game. Fake the fake the the block as long as you can with the run with the tight end, and have him just loop out a little bit. It was only third and one. Just loop him out as JJ rolls out to the left, because the play was going right. He could either run it for a, a two three yards, or he could have passed it for a big gain. Perfect time to set up a fake, and they didn't take it. I do not care if you're just trying to make it easy. We're just trying to get through the game. Fuck that. Let's win the game. Let's put the game out of reach. Let's show the nation that we're not meant to be fucked with. That's what we need to do. I'm telling you, I'm tired of seeing us just do what, oh, well, it's it's the easy play. It's what, you know. It's the one that'll get us out of out of position. Out, I mean, out of danger, and we can put we can play the field position game with them. And we know that Iowa doesn't have the offense to go ahead and and move the ball down on us with that much time remaining. Well, I think it was like what eight minutes left when that happened. Five minutes left. It was something. I can't remember what. It was less than five minutes. That's what it was. It was less less than five minutes. So I get what they were doing, but it's boring. Let's try something different. Let's just show them that we're here to whip your ass. I don't understand why we have to not do that. It's so frustrating on the, on those times. Overall, I was ha- very happy with how the game went. Very happy. Loved it even. Loved the play calling. Loved how they were th- what they were thinking, how they were trying to attack Iowa. Loved it. But that one time, can we just show the nation and everybody that we have the, the we have the weapons to do it? And that was the perfect time to do it because we had set it up perfectly all game long. It was successful two times in a row. We have done it on a fourth down and we did it on another third down. It worked both times. Everybody in the stadium was sold out that we we're going to do it, and we still fucking did it. It drives you nuts. It just drives you nuts when they do that. Some that obvious bullcrap. Because we could have scored a touchdown on that. Because if you look at the play, nobody was anywhere near. Nobody. JJ could have made one guy miss and could have taken it to the house or dumped it to a tight end for a first down. We didn't do it. It's just it it it's mind boggling to me when we do that crap. I hate. That's the only part that I hate about this whole game. Really. I mean, I'm sure there's. I'm going to look at my notes here because I I've been free balling it most of the time, but. Um, yeah, dude, everything else was great. I mean, literally, Iowa, that first touchdown Iowa had was the first touchdown they had in 13 quarters against Michigan. Fantastic football play. Fantastic football play, right? The edge rushers looked great when they needed to look great. Um, 
I mean, let's face it, though. If, if the one adjustment that the defense should have been like, it doesn't matter if that tight end even seems like he's only going to block you. He's going to go out for the pass. And they've proved, they proved that. How many times have they had that delay, 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 release, pass for like, I don't know, eight yards? Still, that that's all they had. They had Nico Regani, who I think is a wide receiver, and he's all right. He's he, you know, he's a paisan. He's got to be Italian, I think. He looks like he looks like almost every family member I have. So, uh, you know, but still, what are we doing? <laughs> that's the only other thing that I was just like, come on, man. You know, they're going to throw it to a tight end. I love the fact that we shut down Laporta. I got, I like that. He got, he got out for a few passes, but not, nothing where he dominated us, which I was worried about because that's what it kind of looked like the, the Big Ten title game was going to be all about Laporta there for a while. But you know, we did a good, a good stop there. I think Lacey or Lachey or whatever his name is, he got off a little bit more than I liked. But they did have a few interesting plays when it came to the double tight end pat, like two tight ends running down the field and breaking it different different angles or whatever it just it was very interesting i thought that was kind of cool because it screwed up our our linebackers had no idea what was going on if the uh ginger stash petrus would have just actually been able to throw the ball properly we would have probably been in a little bit more trouble i mean maybe this game looks different if iowa doesn't do so many it doesn't uh commit so many fouls or per, uh, penalties and all that but then again i'm not a big fan of well if they didn't do this then it would look much different well it didn't happen okay i'm it, it's just i don't like that argument i hate it it just it gives it gives people with lousy takes a chance to support their take their lousy take on made-up information you know what i mean it's like well I, you know, I believe this, but if it, well, if they wouldn't have done this, then, you know, we really could have lost the game. Well, guess what? They didn't. And if, if our wide receivers would just sprout uh, rockets out their ass, it'd be maybe a different game too. Who knows? All I know is when you're going for ifs and nuts or ifs and buts and buts and nuts, and all, I don't even know what the saying is. I'm so, so annoyed, but great game overall. I mean, defensive star. Had to be, who do you think, okey-doke? Are we going with Mike Morris? I want to say Mike Morris. Um, I thought it was going to be Colson. Uh, Colson had a decent game. I mean, I don't know. I think people are starting to realize he's really good at the run. De- uh, defense, I mean, opposing offenses are starting to realize he's really good at stopping the run. Not so great at uh, defending the pass. So I think we may, he may be getting exposed in the next couple weeks. I, I would assume Penn State's probably going to hit on that a lot because they have a very good tight end, Penn State. They actually have two pretty good tight ends in Penn State. Indiana. Indiana lost to Nebraska. I'm not worried about Indiana whatsoever. I mean, it's one of those things where you have to show up and you'll kick their ass. Absolutely. We'll, de- we'll devastate Indiana. But we have to show up to do it. We, this is one of those games where you can't mail it in or you're going to be in a closer game than we should be in. Kind of like what Georgia was in this week. Georgia just didn't show up. And they found themselves fighting to win that game, right? So we show up. And that's always a good exercise when you're playing a lesser than to make sure that you show up physically, mentally ready to go. Because that just shows that it's habit, that it's it's good regiment, it's good routine, things like that. It's, it's the little things, like I said. But it, it pays dividends in the end, right? Um, offensive player, I thought it was going to be J.J. Because sooner or later, it's going to be J.J., 
I mean, JJ had a, a decent game, a very decent game. Uh, but it's Corum. I mean, Corum's absolutely the offensive star of the game. I mean, he's he's just on another level right now, running running wise. I love watching that kid run. And then you've got Edwards coming back. I, we we're gonna be so good. It's oh, I love it. I it's just like eating chocolate, you know. It is so good to watch that offense when it's humming. Just watch it play. Oh, just the team. Because I get I get geeked out when the defense is playing well. I just love this team. I love this team. Mm, mm, mm. Love them, love them, love them. This is really everything that I have ever dreamt watching a Michigan football team be. I mean, just the quarterback. He is really like a young Harbaugh. He really is. He's He's so smart and he doesn't panic i mean you don't see him panic whatsoever last year with with kate you could see him get nervous you could see him you could literally see the 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 pocket time like the the play clock in his head start to tick down to to where it would get red and he's like oh shit oh shit oh shit oh shit jj now he just is so relaxed and he he looks like he just flows and he he is so close to just blowing up and just being this me- this mega star I'm telling you I've he's 19 do you guys realize he's 19 and he's he plays so intelligent for a 19 year old yeah he has some mistakes fine but still overall if you can say yet yeah, you're playing at an 80% out of 100 and you're 19 and this is only your fourth start of the season your fourth start of the season, and you look this good. I can't wait to see what he looks like when we play Penn State. I can't wait to see what he looks like when we play Michigan State. I definitely can't wait to see what he does when he goes into the toilet bowl in Columbus and we have to play those shit eyes. I cannot wait to see what he does because I don't think there's ever going to be a moment that is too big for this kid. He's just so mentally put together and his mental ability is just rivaled or equal with his his physical ability. It's just, mm, love it. I just... Ah, I love this team. I love the way this team is shaking out right now. And the pass rush is getting better. When we needed it big, it showed up, right? The defensive line looks amazing. Our linebackers need to get a little bit better. Our defensive backfield, you can't say anything bad about the defensive backfield other than when the interception presents itself, you need to make the interception. That's the only thing I could ever say about this defensive backfield so far. They have looked fantastic. Mike Sainer still kind of disappeared in this game, but I think Iowa was out to get him, to be quite honest with you. They made it a focus to to take him out of the game, but early he was making plays. Uh, just there's so many. I mean, I'm looking at these notes, and it's just me gushing about how great we looked. This was a very important game, and we made it look easy to the to almost to the effect of being boring. When you can make a big game look boring, that's a that that is a compliment to how good you are as a team. Think about that. A big game. Everybody said this was going to be a big game because it is. Kinnick, Iowa, good defense, awful offense. It was a big game for us. It was a, one of our first true tests, and we made it look boring because we were doing so well. The only reason why Iowa got back in it, because we allowed it, not because of anything they did. It was because we allowed it. And like I told you guys, this was basically a 
a tad better performance offensively that they had than against Rutgers. And I said, if we do not allow, everyone in the nation said, so it's not like this was a hot take, but I said, if we don't turn over the ball and they don't get any defensive scores, they will score 14 points. And they did 13 to 14 points. They did exactly what they do against Rutgers, against everyone else. If you don't allow that defense to score, Iowa has no chance of winning the game. When your fan base buys shirts that says the punter's my hero. I live for the punting game punt to win or whatever the lame ass slogans they have on those ugly ass t-shirts. You have, that is the, the, your offensive coordinator should be fired. And I know he's the coach's son, so he's not going to get fired. But I'm just saying, when your fan base, their biggest hero, they're, they're the biggest fans of the punt game. The punt game. That's a direct slight on your offensive coordinator. And that he should be fired. I, it doesn't matter what you're trying to do. No, no fan base should ever be like, you know who my favorite player, who my favorite player is. You know who, if he, if he's a major star in this game, we're gonna win the game. Is the punter? That should never be what you say, never, because it's a disgrace to football. It's a disgrace to football, and you should be ashamed as a fan base to say, you know what, we're okay with the punter punting eight times, and that if he gets, his, if he pins back the other team, we have a chance to win the game. The punter. It's disgusting. It really, it, it's it's a sad state of affairs in Iowa. I'll be honest with you, offensively, it is gross. And the offense should apologize constantly to that defense because that's a pretty damn good defense. And all they do is get run out there to be exhausted in hopes that the punter, the offensive star of the day, the punter, can turn the tides. Give me a fucking break. That is ridiculous. Oh, I'm going to close it out with this. How ridiculous is the uh, Big Ten West? It's like, it's literally like they all see the massive ass whooping coming to them in the Big Ten title game this year. By It doesn't matter whatever team makes it. Because it literally is a three-horse race now in the Big Ten, but in the Big Ten East. Michigan, Ohio, Ohio, and then Penn State. That's it. So whoever wins the East, which will be us, the West just might as well just pack it in and not even show up because they're going to get worked. I mean, Minnesota, you think, oh, wow, Minnesota might actually be a good team. They go out and they, <laughs> they lose today to Purdue. And I like that Purdue's a bad team. But you can't expect to go in and beat an East team, a, a, big, a, big, a big 10 East team, and lose to teams like Purdue. You just can't do it. I know you're running, and if if your running back's out, and then that you lost all hope of winning a game. Mo Ibrahim, fantastic talent, by the way. I, I have nothing ill will on that kid. That kid is fantastic. Love his love how love how hard he runs. Fantastic. Um, it, but is Illinois literally your best offering to the big to the Big Ten title game? Are you going to let Illinois? <laughs> into the Big Ten title game? I mean, yeah, I'm probably going to be a little bit nervous when we play them only because I always get nervous before we play a team. But if our if our defensive line, and that's like the second to last game before we play Ohio State, right? We should be humming, humming along. And we should decimate them. I mean, decimate them. Because if that's all they have, they have DeVito from, Sam, from uh, Syracuse. So he's a decent mobile guy, decent. But if all you have is that running back, 
Chase Long, I think his name is. He's good. Very talented. But if that's all you have, good luck. Good luck trying to beat us. Good luck. Um, the East looks fantastic again. And let's close it off by just saying the Spartans suck massive dong. I mean massive dong. Michigan State now knows how we feel when we were uh, suckered into believing that Brady Hoke, Fred Flintstone, was a college football quarterback. I mean quarterback, college football coach. Mel Tucker is just a bad pawn shop owner who fooled Michigan State into giving him tons of money. It was an absolute scam. He got so lucky that that uh, Kenneth Walker actually was something that he got millions, what, $95 million? <laughs> $95 million. A pawn shop owner who smokes probably second-rate cigars and sweats as if he's in a sauna when it's 50 degrees out. That flop-sweating pawn shop owner just got $95 fucking million from Michigan State to put that horseshit on the field. And he's the one who's in charge of the defensive backfield. Oh, my God. Once he made that statement, if I was Michigan State, I would have fired him on the spot. Are you kidding me? <laughs> they are the worst team ever. And it makes me so happy. I hate them so much. It's it's weird that a grown man hates hates a football team as much, and I hate the fan base even more. As much as I dislike Mel Tucker and Tucks are coming and chopping wood and all that fucking horse shit. I mean the the worst game well was last week when the the two two coaches I dislike the most PJ PJ Fleck the the fucking cult leader and the row the boat we gotta row the boat because we're gonna win and the nursery ugh, just I hate both of them so bad <laughs> just I hate them both but anyways I get lost on my hate as much as I hate that cigar smoking pawn shop owner I cannot stand the fan base it's a, ten times more than I hate this football team, and you fan your fan base is garbage, Michigan State, and you deserve to be losing the way you're losing because it, it brings true happiness to my soul to see you suck the way you do. Oh, and before I get out of here, uh, go check out the uh, the Michigan Insta the uh, the Michigan football rant uh, inst Instagram page. I was literally rewatching the game today. And I saw a, a fan, an Iowa fan, who knows no happiness. He literally is the human embodiment of bad life decisions. He has a Michigan State hat on and an Iowa, and an Iowa shirt. This guy knows no happiness. He will never know happiness. I think he wallows in sadness, and he must love it. Because no way you walk out of your house supporting two garbage organizations like that. And I don't even really hate Iowa that much. But you are proud to put a Michigan State hat on your head? Get out of here. Go back in your basement with your mother and go shuck corn or whatever the hell you fuckers do over there. But, by the way, it's great to be a Michigan Wolverine, isn't it? It's just so much fun. Um, guys, if you go and leave a review on Apple Podcasts, and or go also, hey, why not just do both? Go to Apple Podcasts, leave a review, go to uh, Spotify and do a five star review. Do that. Hit me up on the DM on uh, Instagram. Let me know your name and your address. So even if you want to support the podcast, uh, 
uh, go to uh, Spotify. There's uh, in the in the bio or in the description of each podcast, there is a link that you can do support. Uh, three three options: ninety nine cents, forty nine. I'm uh, not forty nine, four ninety nine, and then nine ninety nine. Either one. I don't care what it is. I'm getting hats. I'm getting. Uh, uh, wristbands, I'm getting stickers, all that kind of stuff. The stickers and wristbands will be for free. I'm going to provide the hat. I'm going to show the hats. And if you guys like them, let me know and I can have them made. Um, but yeah, just support. I just want to just give back to the people that have been so good to me. I appreciate it all. Uh, and with the reviews and the five star things, uh, it'll just help get me in front of more people. Um, so listen, Thank you for your support. You guys have been fantastic, and it's great. It really is great to be a Michigan Wolverine right now. And always and forever, guys, go blue.